Welcome back to the Paul Penna Podcast. My name is Blair and I'm the school's social media marketing and communications coordinator. Today we are going to be talking about Tikkun Olam Day, a day at the middle school that was dedicated to social action. Today we are going to be speaking with Principal Amy, Kate, our Director of Core Curriculum, Shira, a middle school teacher who led Tikkun Olam Day, and Jason, one of our new student teachers at the middle school. Before we share more about Tikkun Olam Day, what the day entailed, and what we did, we're going to talk about the school's value of Tikkun Olam, otherwise known as social action or social justice. So Amy, why don't we start with you? Can you share how the school's value of social justice came to be? I think that it has always been a part of the school. When I have the opportunity to look back at documents from the first year of the school and even a year or two before the school was formed, this idea of a school steeped in social justice was always really, really important. And when I got here now, six years ago, thinking about how we held on to that feeling of the founders was also really important to us. And at that time, we worked to put some consistency to the curriculum, thinking about what were the projects that were going to happen in each grade and really holding to that value. As we prepared to launch the middle school or explore the idea of the middle school, and we went back to think about what were the values of the school, social action came up really, really high and strong from people who had been around the school from the beginning to those who were new to the school, you know, now, uh, probably in 2018. And so it's always been something that we did. It's a value that we've seen reinforced through giving and people saying they want to give to ensure that social action could maintain in the school. And it's the value that we've seen really operationalize in, in beautiful, beautiful, intentional ways um, as part of middle school curriculum and development of middle school curriculum. It's really interesting because we also have a social action endowment fund within our school. Can you share more about what that is and how that began? The Social Action Fund was developed in honor of the rising class in 2021. So the kids who are actually currently in grade eight, when they were in grade six, about half their class moved on to other schools and half their class stayed. And we really marked that exit of those kids as an important time. Those are kids who had been here for a long time and saw their grade six exit very much as a graduation. And we wanted to honor them leaving in a way that could have a legacy with the school. And we worked with some families to identify what was really important to them as families and the kids, and they identified social action. And so that year we were able to build a legacy fund that spins off about $2,000 a year, which allows us to think about how we can reinvest that money into our annual program fees to ensure social action programs can happen. So whether or not it's excellent speakers or it's the materials that we need to support Beat and Food Cupboard and cook for them, we have the materials, we have some budget to put back into our program to give our kids the opportunities to have hands-on experiences and connect with their community. And my hope is that when we talk to this year's grade eights about what's important to them, and about how they want to leave their legacy, they will choose the social action fund to continue to grow and continue to build on because they've had meaningful experiences. They might choose the arts fund or they might decide that actually what they really want to support is tuition accessibility, 
but we have different options in terms of endowment to grow the reserves of the school, to grow um, the savings of the school and the way we can support programs that we value within the context of our budget. And while Tikkun Olam Day was for our middle school, Kate, I'm wondering if you can shed some light on how we integrate this value as an active part in our elementary curriculum. Great question, Blair. <laughs> there are a number of ways that we do that. Um, we have what I would call kind of standalone activities and experiences that each of our grades have over the course of, of their time here at the school. Uh, for example, the grade five students always go to pack boxes at the Passover food drive to make sure individuals who can't afford kosher for Passover food have access to it. Our grade two students um, promote the High Lifeline toy drive. We have school-wide food drive for Purim. And we've also started over the last couple of years to have experiences during our professional development days. So this past week ago, we baked muffins for the Havta. So those are standalone things. I think one of the things that we are very proud of and really enriches our students' experiences in SK to grade four, we have specific units of study that have a tikkun alam component. So integrated into a unit that they would already be doing, we have activities and experiences that are linked to a Jewish concept or a text and culminate in meaningful social action. So what does that look like? So in SK, in connection to their unit studying the human body, they begin to learn about food insecurity in a very age appropriate way, connected to the Jewish value of love your neighbor as yourself. So they read a picture book called Maddie's Fridge, which tells the story of a girl who has a friend and she noticed her friend doesn't necessarily have a full lunch at school. So it starts to explore this idea that some people don't have access to food. Then the students move through some activities like creating a shopping list. If this girl wanted to provide groceries for her friend, what would that shopping list look like? The students um, will hear a speaker from the Beth Shalom Kosher Food Bank and then engage in a collection of non-perishables. The idea being that we can have them collect non-perishables, but if they do it after they've had a chance to explore what does this really mean, that it will be more meaningful. And if we jump ahead to grade three, in connection with a novel study on the book called Crenshaw, they learn about housing insecurity. So the character in this book did not always have a place to live. He and his mom had to move around a lot. And so they learn about kind of the root causes of homelessness from different speakers in the city. Three years ago, the class, it's really kind of very inspiring. They selected an organization called the Milk Bag Project. You take milk bags and weave them into blankets for individuals who are experiencing homelessness. And we had a parent who uh, created and donated these large wooden looms that students use to weave them. And last year, the grade four students and the grade three students collaboratively made these blankets, which will be donated. And it's become 
an annual project, a really beautiful experience. So if we can provide our students with meaningful activities that are rooted in units of learning, then they'll have a really deep understanding of, and hopefully a lifelong commitment to Tikkun Olam. Seeing as our middle school is so new, what do we think our goals are for the integration of social justice in that curriculum? I think what's so beautiful about the middle school is the way that the teachers and the students are creating ways to really actualize what's important to them. But I think that the way we've integrated it is in three main pillars. One in the reading list that we've chosen and really thinking about how diversity, equity, and inclusion as a, an academic actualization of social action show up in our reading list. And so, you know, with refugee in grade six and just finishing what the night sings in grade eight, we can see some arc of social action in texts. And then the ways that the teachers and the students have figured out how to use our local community find the needs, find the interest of the students and their ability to do things in a hands-on way and create things like Tikkun Olam Day. Last year, when we were a little bit more limited, we did a food drive and the kids walked all of the food down to the food bank on college, really being able to see the proximity with which we have needs in our community. And last year's grade sevens and this year as part of Tikkun Olam Day, they built menus and they made food um, and they were able to deliver it to Beaton Food Cupboard and see how their actions could be part of it. So I think the kids' desires to do things and the teachers' connections and how they find things that are important to the kids is what will really drive our social action work and curriculum into the future. Well, clearly our value of social justice, Tikkun Olam, is strong and is particularly felt amongst our middle school students. On February 28th, the middle school had its first ever Tikkun Olam Day led by Maura Shira, and we're going to dive into that with Shira and with Jason, our student teacher. Jason actually had firsthand experience being part of this special day, so he's going to take the reins and chat with Shira. So Jason, why don't you introduce yourself and then you can take it away. Thank you so much, Blair, for having me on. My name is Jason and I am a student teacher um, I'm studying to become a teacher at the University of Toronto as part of the OISE program. Before I decided to become a teacher, I'd been working in film and television and in podcasting. So my worlds are colliding. My, my inner George Costanza is very excited about this. So Shira, I've stolen the microphone from Blair and I've got some questions that I'm gonna ask you. What was the inspiration behind Tikkun Olam Day? And what was the main goal? So the inspiration came really from our value of tikkun olam and social justice, which, which is one of the values of the school, um, but also the idea that we know that kids learn best when they are hands-on. Um, and also to understand that as students, what they have to give is really their time and energy. Um, when we talk about tikkun olam, it's often in sedaka and donation and money, and, and that's amazing and wonderful. But kids don't actually have their own money. They don't, most of these kids don't have jobs um, or savings. And so that is something for their future. But right now, what they do have to give is time and energy. And we wanted to encourage them to use um, those very valuable resources to do Tikkun Olam. Yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. As a student teacher, I'm constantly amazed by 
um, what students' capacity is for learning, especially at a young age. I think going into this, it was amazing to see the students so engaged when we got on site and understanding that, like you say, even as students with, you know, little to no agency control over their day and decision making powers, things like that, they can still be thinking, well, what can I do with my time? And I feel like that lesson can really carry over into their adult lives. So can you please tell me a little bit more about what the day looked like from your perspective? Um, and as a follow-up, how many organizations did we work with and, and, and what exactly did the kids get into? Yeah, so the day was split in two halves. Go to the organization, uh, learn a little bit and do a little bit. And then the afternoon was like a consolidation and teach each other about what you did. So we partnered with four amazing organizations. So I'll tell you what and what the students did. They went to Stopgap and they painted ramps um, to help people access buildings across our city. Um, we worked with an organization called Makers Making Change. Their job is to make everything more accessible, usually through assistive devices. So the kids rewired and rebuilt toys so that kids with motor disabilities could play with them. Um, and we're donating those to a few organizations around the city. We also worked with a beautiful organization called Transforming Style, which is actually run by an uncle of one of our students. And they provide styling and makeup tips and, um, and give access to clothes to people who are transitioning. Um, so the, the students helped uh, design outfits and they looked at different profiles and helped organize clothes and it was it was pretty special. And lastly, the students went to the beaten food cupboard. They they spent the morning prepping food and cooking and then they brought all the food that they made to the beaten food cupboard and worked with the amazing Pastor Jenny there to learn about her organization and, and the wonderful work she does in our community. Yeah, I was actually fortunate enough to to be on site and to meet Pastor Jenny and to hear from her firsthand. And I was really struck by how amazing she was at delivering the information, but on the kids level, really not, for lack of a better word, like dumbing it down. She really got on their level and was honest with them about what they're doing and what her organization does uh, in a way that felt real and tangible. And so I'm curious from your perspective, what has the feedback been like from kids? The feedback has been incredible. Uh, that evening when we got home, I got a few emails from parents um, and even one from a kid just about their how how much they enjoyed the day. Like, it's so nice that we could do volunteer work and also have so much fun. And we really did. Um, and since then, uh, like conversations have come up that tells me that like the lessons have been are, are lasting in some way. So today in language arts, for example, we were talking about Judy Human, who's a disability advocate who, who died this past weekend. And then one of the students and I were talking about how she would have loved the work we did at Stopgap last week. And like, he totally made that connection between the accessibility that they were creating and the accessibility that she was working on. Like the lessons are really, I mean, I hope that's true for all the students that the lessons are really lasting because that's that's all we really want. It's so awesome to hear that the conversations are continuing. I feel like as a future educator myself, one of the goals is that, you know, these lessons we're teaching, whether it's about tikkun olam or math or language arts or whatever we're teaching, that it's not just limited to the classroom, that these lessons can be taken out into the world and applied and that we're enriching student lives beyond the classroom. For me, it's such a good feeling when you finish teaching a thing and then uh, you see kids talking about it in the halls and you think to yourself, that's amazing. I did that. That's so cool. We're actually in invoking change. And, and so it's awesome to hear that you're hearing that kind of feedback about this Tikkun Olam Day. 
Um, on the subject of, of that, you know, how, how do you hope to expand the middle school's commitment to social justice in the future? Are there other organizations you'd like our students to work with in the future? Absolutely. So um, I'm hoping that this will be like just really just the beginning, that the day is just the beginning, that then the students go and they go talk to their families about it and maybe they get involved in these or other organizations, but also that maybe Tikkun Olam Day can still be one special day, but we can also weave these types of projects into more of our units. So last um, term we talked um, to Jayas, we went and visited with him and we talked about um, how we can start giving back when we're learning about immigration and refugees and how we can tie that into our unit in social studies and language arts in grade six. Like there's so many opportunities to be doing work across our city. We could be doing a lot more work like around the environment. And there's just so many ways to tie it into the curriculum. And I think that's the next step is that one special day is so wonderful, but it really is something we need to be weaving in throughout the curriculum throughout the year. Exactly. These these stories don't have to be about something going on in some distant country. I mean, there are things going on in our neighborhoods, in our cities, right in our backyards. And we're showing the students ways they might start to think about getting involved now or maybe in the future. Um, so thank you so much, Shira, for, for talking about this all out. Um, it was really cool to, to reminisce. And I feel really lucky that as a student teacher, I got to participate in Tikkun Olam Day. I feel like Blair is probably wanting the microphone back. So maybe we'll wrap things up here, but I'll try to steal the microphone again. It would, it would be great to continue this conversation. Thank you so much, Jason, for taking over. I'd love to have you back on anytime you want. Shira, thank you so much for being here, for sharing more about Tikkun Olam Day and for leading such an amazing event for our middle school students. And Amy and Kate, as always, thank you so much for your time. If you want to check out all the great things that happened on Tikkun Olam Day and all the other amazing things that continue to happen in our school, check out our Instagram and Facebook pages at DJDS. Thanks for listening and we will see you in our next episode.